0: What's up, guys? Welcome to Just So We're Clear, a podcast brought to you straight out of Singapore with your host, Marissa True, and myself, Hanley Hofer. Now if you've listened to us before, well, you know the deal. But if you're new here, well, hey, welcome.
1: So on this show, we cover pretty much everything to do with modern life female empowerment sex mental health finances you name it we do it in the most uncut way possible
0: Mm -hmm. so grab a coffee maybe even a glass
1: of wine no definitely some wine light a scented candle or maybe you're at the gym or you're cooking your dinner but consider this next hour your time to feel like you're not alone because trust us we get it it's just so we're clear
0: Well, hello, dear listeners. Welcome back. Just so we're clear. Episode two, season five. five. Check us out for our longtime listeners. Welcome. We love you. For our new time listeners. Well, you're in for a treat. It's about damn time. A little backstory of this podcast. If you're unfamiliar with the podcast, how it flows, Marissa and I are open books almost to a fault because we love to overshare and this podcast is that
1: version of just that. Yeah, I've actually had a couple people in the past few weeks who have stumbled across our little pet project and started just grilling me on what exactly we cover and then they kind of tested the lines of, so would you talk about this? And I'd be like, no, of course not. They'd be like, well, would you talk about this? And I'd be like, actually... We have done that.
0: Because the thing is, Marissa and I believe that sharing is a very strong superpower. And the more we just normalize our human experiences, the easier it gets for
1: everybody. But then do you ever stop to wonder if our experiences are indeed that normal? Yeah,
0: I think so. I think so. I think the thing is that a lot of us walk around and we navigate through the world And we're all wearing various thickness of layers. Mm -hmm. But I think at a certain point, if you peel enough layers back, like we all go through the same experiences. We all go through the same types of emotions and feelings. So this is the thing that I've learned from hosting women's circles and sitting around and talking with women in a very vulnerable sense is that no matter what walk of life we come from or where we are in our Day to day, what are you making that face for? I'm trying not to sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I was like, she, "Am I embarrassing her?" I was like, "Is she disgusted at what I'm saying?" It had that
1: <laughs> creeping feeling up my right nostril, and I was like, "I don't want to re-record this. You, I
0: want to power." You three. were honestly like grimacing at me, just like, mm. <laughs> so "Well, I was, yeah, yeah." It's like trying to keep in the fart of your face. Okay, I totally get that. Anyway, where was I? Ah, yes, human connection. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I, I realized that the more we peel back our layers, the more we realize that we have a lot more in common with everyone, no matter where, what our backgrounds, what walks of life we have come from. So, yes, I think that our experiences are relatable. universal.
1: It's relatable. a universal human experience or the condition. The conditioning.
0: The conditioning. <laughs> the conditioning. The conditioning. Um, so... As we start this next episode, why don't we do what we normally do, kind of bring you guys in, maybe like share with you what the vibe is right now. Where are we at, Marissa?
1: So we're going to do our full MEPs. I don't know. What do you feel like doing? You want to just do a vibe check? Want to just like skim over? Yeah, I feel like all of my MEPs fall into the same general vibe. Wait, for new people, what is MEPs? So MEPs is... Basically a check-in on your mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual state. Mm -hmm. So we started that because we used to just do a generic vibe check. And then we realized that we should probably just dig a little deeper um, and sometimes it takes us some time to do. And also it's a great way to also check in with friends. It's what also it? a great journal prompt. Yes. Like, if you're never sure how to journal, break it down into categories, like it's bite-sized chunks. Mm. And if you don't have the answer to all of them, the chances are you have an answer to a couple of them and it'll just be like a tidy little starting point before you just go deep into the free therapy that is an open notebook. It's like a structured way of being. How are you? Yeah, Mm. yeah, yeah. It's like a how are you with intent of actually listening to the answer. Mm. You know what I mean?
0: I, okay, actually, you go on with your vibe check answer because I was going to branch off to another segue. Go on.
1: Okay, so my vibe check compared to last week is less than optimal, but that's basically because... Classic me. I didn't sleep very well. And I'm just noticing more and more how sleep deprivation affects the way in which I interpret the world. So similar things can happen every single day. But today I've chosen to view them negatively.
0: <laughs> OK, we like an honest queen. <laughs> so what what point of fuck the world are we at right now?
1: Uh, we're at like a 7 out of 10. Okay, so not like a full finger in the air yet, but more no. like a scowl. It's more that like I'm looking at things that I have to do, which are more than normal daily activities. And I'm like, God damn it, why are like this is such a burden? <laughs> like I woke up and just went to the gym and like just angrily picked up weights and I was just like, I hate it here. I love the gym. I know you do. Yeah. So then it was noticing that mood and like that inner voice of being like, I just don't wanna all the time.
0: Yeah, I get that. I feel that way about living at home sometimes. Sorry, no, living alone sometimes. Yeah. The amount of work it takes to just support yourself. Can you, like props to the families out there.
1: I mean, I look after myself. I only have to care for me and I'm a lot of work. I was... Okay, it's weirdly TMI, but like I was in the bathroom today and I noticed that I was like, oh, I'm running out of toilet paper. And I thought to myself, I'm genuinely angry about the fact I have to, I have go, to go out get it. <laughs> and buy myself more toilet paper. That's where we're at. Yeah. I know. <laughs> My inner brat is like, no, that's what it is. Let's be
0: honest. It is the inner brat. It's the inner brat.
1: I mean, the thing that counts is so long as you pick yourself up and you just get past it and you take it as one bad day, and, like not a sea of them, then you're fine. But this current state, I'm still moody about it. It's all right. Like I said,
0: props to an honest state. That is authenticity. That is what we're here for. My vibe check. I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty balanced. To be honest, I have, I oh God, I had the craziest lead up to my recent period. Oh you God, dig I, into that. I don't need to get. Oh well, sure. I mean, I took a morning after pill, and this was my first period since and if girls I don't without going into too much detail but if you
1: know you know okay into the detail no no because, because it's not so pleasant. It's, it's one like, of those things where like every woman who's experienced taking the morning after pill or plan B or emergency contraception by another name has a different experience so mm-hmm. I think okay. knowing what yours was could help people if they thought oh my god I must be the only one who's been through this
0: <laughs> you try to out the bloodiest week of my
1: life <laughs> It was the red wedding. Was, Think girl, Game of Thrones, but double. Yeah,
0: it was like you know when like Moses parted the Red Sea. Was that him? <laughs> was that him? Yeah, yeah. That was it. That's the best description. So Go it was ahead. biblical. <laughs> it was a Hold biblical on. level of hormonal influx and flow. And I just, I'm never taking Plan B again. All right, see your
1: baby soon. Uh, <laughs> maybe once or twice more. <laughs> So I actually had an experience with it where I called a doctor because in Singapore, you have to get a prescription from a GP and you basically have to out yourself as having had a bit of an accident um, during some sexual activity. And I think it's very much a personal thing. I feel like if you go to the doctor to ask for emergency contraception, it should be a basic check-in on your health and then, okay, here you go. But at the end of the call he was like be more careful next time he didn't and there was a tone he to did it not. and the thing is i was careful i was actually extremely responsible but some things are out of your hands but yeah also it's none of his business it's none of his business it's not your business i was like the S-D-F-U. disrespect the disrespect that well rusty old man will never hear from me again <laughs> For him, he's just putting I'll down the seek phone. My plan B somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> he's just putting down the phone, like oh,
0: just another hoe, another
1: <laughs> slut saved.
0: <laughs> so that's that's where I'm at. I have come out of the sea. Do you I'm feel light- lighter? I feel so much lighter. Um, so many sharks in that water. So many sharks. <laughs> oh, you guys, being a woman, it's a whole thing. Um, but yeah, I, I'm generally on a good course. I'm feeling really supported. You know, I've started becoming more honest about my busyness because, you know, like here, busy, like busy, you busy, is just such a common phase. And I disagree that we should be promoting the hustle culture of always being busy. Because mm-hmm. remember what we learned the last time, guys? Like, it's just not healthy for all of us. And we're always yeah. just just trying to prove that we're so busy. But it's just like so deep in the culture here that if you're busy, you're Like, you're succeeding. So I've started answering um, with, no, I'm not so busy, but I don't want to be busy.
1: I have noticed this, and I think I generally fall on the other side of the spectrum to you where I'm always busy, Mm. and I hate it like
0: I'm like we're busy with life we all have admin we all have stuff to do right but like I don't I'm not trying I'm just I'm entering that era where I really don't want to be
1: so busy that I say it with a fluster it's more the it's more that we have to say it with a fluster but we also it's almost like virtue signaling in another way we're mm-hmm. trying to be like i'm so busy mm-hmm. look at me go i'm so important I and needed s- I'm contributing so much to society yeah so so, wow. so yeah
0: so now i'm going to just start being honest about that also this is a little bit about me but i do you overshare when people ask you how you are
1: yeah you know Every how single time. you know how it's
0: just like people like how are you and you actually take a you and i are the same we take a deep breath and we're like Not good. Well, my period. (laughs) (laughs) But hey, that's why we're podcasters. We've got a lot to say, a lot to share, and um, you're welcome. But Mm -hmm. okay,
1: so this is something I was thinking about in terms of noticing when I overshare. And I think for things like this podcast, it's sort of part of our being purpose for this. Like, okay. we overshare so that people connect with us because...
0: But also, we over- we're we not oversharing. We're sharing. And that's okay. our standard
1: of sharing, isn't it? Sure. We share more than the typical average. Sure. Right. But then I noticed that I generally also overshare when people ask me say like in the street (laughs) so what I've noticed so what I've started actually doing is if I'm anticipating a social situation say I'm about to go to a party I will rehearse the information I am willing to share at that moment in time so I don't by default go overboard I'll be like okay we don't need to talk about x y and z so how are you yeah, I'm good. I've just been working on this lately, and it's been nice. Okay, enough. And then I draw my own little wow. stop. Because if I don't, <laughs> I will genuinely be like, and then I had this nightmare. The handling was mad at me, mm. and I woke up crying, and I texted her, and she didn't reply in five minutes, and she was mad. You know what? <laughs> you know what else? To uh, to
0: hold the hand of oversharing, I over ask. <gasps> What What do you say? You're like, ask. Tell me your mips. Yeah, no, I do. So (laughs) So like like, almost in an effort to balance out my version of like, I gave too much. I then ask them very like specific questions. So you're going
1: like the gym receptionist being like, have you meditated today?
0: No, girl. I go deep. I'm like, so who are you dating? (laughs)
1: Like, so not even are you? So are you in a relationship?
0: Who? 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 Tell me about them. How'd you guys meet? I mean,
1: (laughs) sure. You know what this is? To be perfectly blunt. This is our auntie mode activating. Girl got a boyfriend. <laughs> you
0: married or not. Married or not. Pregnant or not. Steady or not. Wow, so much is it. Yeah, I'm ready for that. I in fact, like, let's not kid ourselves. I'm so ready to be an auntie. I, I feel am like- so ready to retire to that <laughs> life. Like, bring it on. I already have been getting excited about Tupperware for the last four years.
1: Who isn't excited about efficient storage solutions? Thank you. Do you know my
0: favorite handbag right now? Uniqlo. 30 bucks. <laughs> Why? Why? Convenience. It fits everything. It's just like a simple sling backpack. I've got a wardrobe full of this like designer handbags, and consistently, I will choose you, Uniqlo. I have three handbags total. Yeah, I really can't look you in the eye when you say shit like that. I
1: don't own a <laughs> Uniqlo multi-compartment bag. Well, yeah, and leave my Chanel in the drawer yet. yet? If I had a Chanel to own, maybe I would use it, guys.
0: Just to give you an example of the kind of uh, girliness Marissa and I balance each other out with. We went to a manicurist the other day (laughs) and they looked at her and they were like, would you like me to cut your cuticles? And And this 31 year old woman looked at her and was like,
1: what? (laughs) More accurately, I was like, Henley, what are cuticles? (laughs) And do I want her to cut them? (laughs) Like circumcise my cuticles? (laughs) Yeah. However, I was just in the wedding in the Philippines, and do you see my fingers and toes? I do. This is gel. I straight up asked for gel, so I I decided to. Well, actually, frankly, it was half the cost of in Singapore, so that's why I did it. Yeah, because that shit is expensive. Yeah.
0: I, like, I know you're trying to flex the colors, but you're trying to flex a bargain because you yeah. an auntie and this is what we
1: chase. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> Full okay. Circle. Is it the manicure or is it the deal?
0: Oh, also, coming back to the embracing of the auntie ways, I have no problem being the auntie that gives unsolicited dating advice to the preteens of my kids' My future friends' kids. Okay. My friends' future kids. There we Example, go. Example, let's go. Because you know how you always have the auntie that will come up to you and out of nowhere, like, talking about boyfriends' relationships, she'll say something just, like, true but annoying. She'll be like, make sure the man loves you more, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Make
1: sure he's got money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you
0: would hear the auntie say that and when you're younger, you'd be, like, all righteous. Like, no, I'll do it for love.
1: But then the you older age getting, and you're like, listen, I'm like, no, money's important. No,
0: no, no, no. Oh, he should love me more. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're in a recession. <laughs> Rent is high. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So anyway, I'm totally going to be that. And um, I'm fine with it.
1: I'm so fine with it. To be fair, that is kind of your current TikTok persona is like big sister, but except it's evolving more into like big Auntie Hanley.
0: Oh, yeah. I made a TikTok video. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but I basically shared this piece of advice that an older woman friend shared with me. And she told me that when she was single and she was dating before she went on any date, she would masturbate. So that she showed up to the date, like being a kind of like relaxed, realigned and all the glory that comes with an orgasm. I fully agree with that. I know, I, I backed that 100. And it's not a prof- like it's not new, right? Like we yeah. watched that movie, something about Mary. I talk about this in my TikTok. But I put that out there and I forgot I put that out there. And the other day I was on Boat Key and this girl comes up to me and she grabbed my hand and she was like, she's like i love your dating tips and i was like what the what are you (laughs) you talking about she's like you know the one where you ask us to vibrate and i was like wow shit lands on the other side i mean i gave her a high five and was like yeah girl you do you but i forget that i put like that kind of stuff out there i said
1: it before i said it again we're changing lives one <laughs> orgasm at a one time. One orgasm at
0: a time. It's that your is our right
1: purpose. It is your right to come. I back that one
0: million. And also I will tell that to the future kids.
1: <laughs> I feel like it's one of those things where when you have your own kids, it will probably be a little bit more awkward to bring up, but then say it's like my kids. I'll be like, Listen, you wanna learn about the birds and the bees. You're going to Aunty Henry's <laughs> house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm ready to be the mom from sex education. Yes, Mm. we all want Julian Anderson to be our sex ed teacher. Yeah,
0: because I think my parents, my parents talked about sex in a very like biological sense, but my dad tried to pepper it with some sort of inkling that there's also pleasure involved, but he did it in a very like tongue in cheek way. What'd he say? Well, he would just put on a voice and like, like just. So he's like, hee hee. Yeah, but, and I think because of that, Maybe I've gone the other way. You know how they they say you like either go in the footsteps of the way you were raised or you go opposite? Mm -hmm. So maybe because they were not so explorative about this big topic of life. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's why now as an adult, I'm like, let's talk about it. Let's embrace it. Let's like, you know, rip off the lids of these kind of things.
1: I would agree. I think I actually can't recall to memory my parents sitting me down and having that conversation it was i think they kind of relied on school providing that education for Mm. us but my mom would just check in occasionally on whether i'd had my first period or whether my boobs were coming in ah that was about it It was more like a physical check to be like how are things going along and i'd be like nothing yet mom i'll let you know when i get my first (laughs) pube
0: 31 we're still waiting
1: Halfway there, girl.
0: (laughs) The finish line is in sight at this point.
1: Yeah. But I mean, I think that has affected our ability to have conversations around it. I mean, we started this episode talking about Plan B and our different experiences with it.
0: True that. True that. Anyways, so enough about our wonderful human female bodies Here is a topic that I want to dive into today because I've been thinking about it a lot. Because I also think I've reached a certain level of this thing. Um, And I think it's overlooked. And that is the topic of clarity. Clarity? Yes. Okay. In other words, knowing what you want. I don't know. (laughs) no but hear me out right so like i was watching this thing um and someone was interviewing god herself oprah 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 and oprah was asked what's one common trait that the people on the other side of your interviewing couch or the chair opposite you what is something that they all have in common and she said that people who get to where they want to go
1: are always the ones who actually know where they want to go. So when we speak about clarity, can we narrow down the sort of domains that we're talking about? Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: It's um, it's like another sense of knowing who you are, right? Right. Some things that we've discovered, I mean, like we're in our early 30s now. We've had enough experiences in our 20s and like teens in life. I hope that we can look at ourselves and say with a bit more definition, yes, no, this is how I want. This is what I want. This is what the goal that I'm going to set for myself is, right? I'm totally just like, I'm speaking on my behalf, but this could be true for some others as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So we are talking about like financial clarity. What do I want my income to be like? Am I actually happy with what I have now? And does it match what I want?
1: Okay, I have another question, which is when we speak of clarity and let's take the example of financial clarity, how specific does our answer have to be for us to feel like we have that clarity? Like if we talk about how much money do I want? Mm -hmm. Is it I want to hit my first million by 35 or is it like I just want to know that I'll never have to worry about bread on the table? It can mean whatever it
0: wants. Whatever you want it to mean, basically. Okay. But we, sh- but I think that this whole idea of like really outlying—I mean, it, it's not new. It's it's the whole talk around manifestation and all that. But knowing what you want, right? i have just found that there is a deep comfort when you reach that point Mm -hmm. like it's like when you realize that you've entered a career field that you're like oh no this is what i want to do yeah how liberating was that it was amazing but
1: i don't know if i had clarity on that until i was sort of in it Mm -hmm. and like i'd start like i'd entered the space realized what all the moving parts were in the directions they were heading it and then thought Ah uh, yes, this is it. Mm-hmm. But I did not have the clarity to be like, this is where I want to go, and therefore this is the situation I need to put myself in.
0: Right, you kind of had it as it was happening. Well, yeah. Well, that but that kind of matches it, right? So maybe it's not like mm-hmm. a clarity and like this is the goal. Maybe not like a future clarity, but clarity of and like, no, no, no. This makes sense for
1: me. This is good. Actually, I'm not second guessing this anymore. To be fair, now that I reflect on it. When I graduated university, so I graduated with a master's in psychology, but my clarity was I knew I didn't want to practice psychology as my career. I just wanted it to be embedded in whatever it is that I did. And I remembered graduating my dad being like, "Okay, kiddo, like, what's the first career step? And I said, if I'm really honest, I don't see myself in one career or following a particular ladder. I want to try a little bit of everything all the time. Mm. so my career just looks like a variety of different experiences mm-hmm. and that w- and that was also something I wrote in a letter to myself when I graduated and now I look back on the first what eight nine years of my career that's precisely what I've done like I nice was a food writer I was a football presenter I was a tech journalist now I'm in marketing I do stage work I have a podcast that's variety yeah
0: oh I, I had a similar thing in my career mm. like actually I like i I don't admit this or say it out loud often, but in a lot of ways, when it comes to my career, I got exactly what I wanted because I knew I I, I was watching TV when I was a teenager and was like, I want to do that one day. I want to be an MTV VJ. They're like, I that's for me. And I said it out loud and then it happened. But this whole idea of like coming back to clarity, Mm -hmm. knowing what
1: you want is so under-discussed. But it kind of feels like I knew what I want in hindsight more than I necessarily did at the time. I think what I did at the time was think, I think these are sorts of the directions that I want to go in. But I don't know if I would have defined it as clarity, as setting out the path for me to what I am now today. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think I necessarily had a plan. It just meant that In knowing I wanted variety, when an opportunity popped up, I just went, yeah, okay, I'll take it. Because that's different. But that was it.
0: Okay, but so you didn't have a plan, but you had direction.
1: I guess so. Yeah. 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 Because I didn't think to myself, oh, I need to, I don't know, work at McKinsey as a consultant. It just didn't make sense to me.
0: Okay, so now that we can both, I guess, comfortably say that we've had enough experience, we've had our lives experience where we agree that clarity is good. Because it helps you to get to where you want to go, because you mm-hmm. need to know where you want to go, mm-hmm. direction and all that. So, that was in our early 20s, talking about career. Here we are at our early 30s. Can we apply the same thing to now? Like, what's the next chapter of our clarity? Like, do we now know what we want for ourselves and what direction we want to move into? Because I think these kind of conversations and questions
1: continuously need to be nurtured. I would say yes and no. Like, I feel like with decision making, I start to think of the impact of my decisions a little farther ahead than just sort of what it'll serve me at that moment in time. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Of being like, oh, I want to—I don't know, like I want to buy some Bitcoin for, for example. Mm -hmm. And I think had you asked me when I was younger, I would have just thought, yeah, you know, I'll take a punt or whatever. But now I'm thinking, okay. If I am to put X amount into this sort of investment, what am I hoping that that's going to achieve? How am I going to use that to, I don't know, diversify my finances? It's asking like the bigger questions because I think age has offered us a greater peripheral vision of the canvas that's actually out in front of us when before you're sort of at like the beginning corner of your Yeah, you're your taking sketchbook.
0: samples. You're like with a little toothpick and you're like, let me sample
1: this. Yeah. Let me try that. I see it as let sort of like this. if life is like, brace yourself for the metaphor if life is like one giant a3 sketchpad paper right or let's say it's a watercolor paper when you're younger you're very much starting in the very corner of that page and you're probably very hesitant to use different colors and you're just like dotting it at the beginning but you have no idea how vast that page really is or what it's going to look like but as you start to keep sort of painting this canvas you get more structure and you get to a better idea of what it's actually going to be. And then you can make your decisions. And I think you just get more and more clarity as you go.
0: Okay. Well, what about um, clarity and knowing what you want in like your personal life? Are we talking like relationships? Yeah. Relationships. Do you want a family? Cause I, I've been asking some other friends this question very directly being like okay let's be honest as women Mm -hmm. we have to think about these things like family, procreation, kids we have a shorter timeline to think about them because of the unfairness of biology Mm -hmm. and the stupid timeline Mm -hmm. so at a certain point we kind of we have to get a bit clearer on whether we want these things because we got to work with you know TikTok TikTok,
1: fertility TikTok (laughs) fertility (laughs) quote Um. Yeah, I think I struggled... Well, struggled is maybe too strong of a word, but like I pondered the desire to have children because I sort of noticed as I grew older that it was just sort of an assumption that that was something that I would have mm. or plan for. And then, you know, as we've worked on becoming a bit more mindful about the decisions we make every day, I thought, okay, maybe we should need to more actively reflect on whether children are something we're consciously choosing. And that kind of put me into like this a bit of a vortex of just not knowing where my motivations are for having a family. But then the way I gave myself some clarity was like, okay, let's just envision life without kids. Like, are we happy? Are we content? Do we feel like something's missing? And instantly I was like, oh, no. Then I was like, ah, there's the answer. Mm. And that's how I gave myself sort of like the simplest form of it. I don't have details on when I want it. Like, when I want to try and have children or, like, where I want to raise them, I don't Mm. really have an idea of that. I just kind of have this vague sense of, like, you know, I want it to be with a partner. I want to be able to afford my kids education because school be expensive. Life expensive. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be able to... If I'm going to bring a child into this world, whether it's adopted or like I give birth to my own, I want to ensure that it is not for a selfish purpose. It's genuinely with the confidence that I am able to give that child a really good life. That's a very strong answer,
0: my girl. But do you want (laughs) to do you want to adopt me? (laughs) Because life is hard and... That would be great. I would, but I can't currently afford it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's I think it's good to talk about this and to share with each other like how did we come to the conclusions of these big questions of like what you want? Do you want kids? Like for me, I just always knew I wanted kids because I've always had a very strong maternal streak. Mm-hmm. I love nurturing. I It really came out with me with my dogs. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I love caring for things. Right. Yeah, like it, beyond pets. And I feel it when I like see my friends having kids. And I, I just I just think that I've always sort of known. And I have actually wondered like what would my life be like without kids and would I be happy? And... I'm sure like you would be able to find happiness, right? Comes and goes.
1: But I mean, there's plenty of people who have extremely happy lives and fully content without having children. For sure, for sure.
0: And I really did think about that as well. But when it came down to the core of it and my values, I am a very family oriented person. Mm -hmm. And so,
1: yeah, I would want kids. I would say that in conversations I've had with older people, there's always been like those that haven't had kids but are very happy you know having not raised their own and especially for the women because obviously I felt like I could connect to them more they would just be like you just understand your role as a mother in another form Mm. so how close they are to their nieces and nephews and godchildren you know raising dogs and all that sort of stuff and being like I fill that cup another way it just didn't come from me having a child and that kind of reassured me that I was like, okay, it doesn't mean that, you know, if I were to not take that path, that I would lose out on that feeling. I would just need to recreate it in a new way. Mm. But then to bring it back to the idea of clarity, I feel like a lot of us feel we need to achieve some degree of clarity before we make our moves. And I just go I just think for a moment that there are so many people in the world who they just don't. They just mm. wing it. They see what happens, and they just have like the most delightful and light lives because they're just always del- like always pleasantly surprised by what the universe gave them. Mm. And being like, oh cool, yeah, I'll do this now. Oh, there's a baby on the way. I guess I'll raise that now. Um, uh, I heard a quote, and it was said by a famous boxer,
0: and I wish I remembered who. But Mike the- Tyson. I, I maybe it was, <laughs> or maybe Carter it was McGregor. <laughs> maybe it was Sylvester Stallone. Was he a fighter? No, he I mean, was, an, he was Rocky action. Anyway, one of those from that era, also showing my like knowledge of boxing, whatever. Um, it was like, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face.
1: So true. Yeah. There's, also, there's another one which is much older and I don't know where it came from, but it's no plan survives the first day in battle. Mm. Meaning the moment you're confronted by realities, every hypothetical move you think you would make doesn't happen goes out the window think of it as like i don't know Say you're mad at someone and then you go to confront them and you have that full script in your head and then they just stare at you with puppy eyes and you're like oh okay damn it (laughs) damn it but then again with like the whole thing with
0: kids you then need to find the right partner to do it with which is just like god the most turbulent confusing and also rewarding i guess journey of anybody's life if that's what they're looking for
1: but the clarity that comes with that is straight up that they are your partner they pull weight Mm. they do it as well Mm -hmm. not put a baby in me and i'll do the rest no so
0: okay wait so in terms of like if you're looking for a Basically, is it fair to say that since we both know that we do want to have kids one day, Mm -hmm. now when we are looking for a partner, we're looking at it with the lens of, are you the one that you're going to, I'm going to have a kid with? To a degree. To a degree, right? Like, realistically. So how early on are you having these conversations with potential or like budding relationships? How soon can you bring up the
1: notion of this sense of clarity and direction That's super interesting, Mm. because dating convention would say a little later down the line when things are a bit more serious. But then, like we were saying earlier, TikTok, right? And I just... I think it's so uncomfortable to be on a date with someone and just be like, so kids, yay or nay, because I got to decide like now, now, like, are you going to waste my time or not? And then you get the other ones who ask a little farther down the line, say they've laid some pretty good foundations, and then they find out that they disagree. Then what do you do? Because you've already invested. Wait, wait. What do you mean by that ones? Like the ones that the the couples that don't talk about kids and then yes. they f- catch feelings? No, they they the couples that catch feelings, they date for ages, never mentioned kids, and the moment it comes up, they realize they're on different pages. <gasps>
0: yeah, that is
1: actually my idea of a nightmare.
0: Just because of the time that you've put into a person and like the kind of heartbreak like that for me, that freaks me out. But
1: it's interesting cuz then there's two approaches, right? Like the first is then we fundamentally misalign. We kill it off there. We go our separate ways, which is why it makes more sense to bring that up as early as possible, because you can weed people sure. out pretty fast. For sure, for sure. Or later down the line, you realize you're on different pages, and then you just go deep into discussing whether there's any room for compromise on either side of the equation. So, yeah, it's such a hard situation because, say, you want
0: kids. And then you, your partner doesn't. But you guys only really realize that, like a couple years in. Mm-hmm. And then you have to make the ultimate self-love decision of my future or this p- person mm-hmm. ah see this this to me, that's a level of heartbreak, which is just so i'm scared of but then
1: there's another layer which is but what if they change their mind and to be fair people can't change their mind exactly Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. i think a lot of us would be like that's so naive you need to take them at their word but i have met many a family where one of them did not want children and then they have children and they were like it was the best decision of my life obviously no regrets but like that was not the stance they went in with. Mm, so, com- like,
0: for me, even though I haven't gone on that many first dates in my life, but I, I, mean, I think it was just a coincidence. But ever, for me, like, the first two dates, uh, kids were always brought up. Interesting. Yeah. How? They brought it up. So they just went, you want well, kids? They were and older. you were like, put a baby in me. No. <laughs> no. They were like, do you want kids? And I said, Yes. I guess so But that doesn't mean with you, mofo But uh, yes, that was addressed early on And uh, mm-hmm. auntie advice for the future kids' babies of my friends My future friends' babies oh, My future god babies God babies <laughs> My unofficial unofficial future god babies Auntie Hanley Auntie Hanley Hey, girl, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Ask the boy ask her, You know, first day, second day Okay, I can ask them Ask them if they want kids. Know this early if you know this about yourself. No?
1: Yes, but don't you feel that there is a difference between when a woman asks that question and when a guy asks that question? Oh my God, for sure. It's, it feels far more loaded as a woman to ask that question because it's like, I know that that's going to trigger a chain of assumptions in his mind. yeah, And then he's going to be like, oh, too serious, too fast, even if you're just trying to figure out the basics before you move forward.
0: So, okay. Well, then I'll backtrack. Is it in the first two dates? Maybe not.
1: A couple months? I think you could... Yeah. A couple months. A couple months. Yeah. Like, after a couple emergency... Plan B's. <laughs> for some shark weeks. Just be like, at some point, what if we didn't do yeah. that? <laughs> you chill? <laughs> you cool with that, you bro? Cool with
0: that? <laughs> we shall see. Anyway, listen, we're all just, we're both just spewing hypotheticals. Like, clarity or not, whether you know what you want or not, whether you have direction or not, everyone's path is different. Please mm-hmm. don't let this chat bring any further senses of pressure or comparisons of what you have. That's not what we're trying to do. We're just trying to
1: lightly talk about these heavy-ass topics. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's more to just, like, give a gentle nudge into the questions you might want to, at some stage on your own timeline, consider asking yourselves. Because God's honest truth is, We have clarity in some respects. We don't have clarity in all. And there's a lot of things that we're going to eventually want clarity on. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, you chip it away bit by bit. Mm -hmm.
0: And on that gorgeous ass note, we're going to wrap this up. Don't forget to, firstly, wait, take the pen and paper out because we ask for a lot of things because we have hella needs. Because we're demanding women. We would like you to give this podcast a five-star rating. Thanks. We would like you <laughs> 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 Thanks in advance. to subscribe or follow if you have not yet. Also, go find us on Instagram. We post funny-ass memes. And by we, we mean our girl Cheryl.
1: Shout out to Cheryl. Shout out to Cheryl, guys. Absolute goddess. Cheryl
0: handles our social media. She's the bomb. Um, And stick around for future projects. We've got a lot in the works. At some point, we want to do a meet-it-person event, some workshop thingamajiggy.
1: Actually, message us and tell us what kind of workshops you would want to do with us. Mm. That'll give us a bit of structure. Like, I have ideas. Will people want to do them? Probably not. Do they involve activities and games? Yes. Booze for show.
0: Just help us gain some clarity around this. Oh, look at us! Ah, full circle! We'll look at us, just so we're clarity. Ah. <laughs> 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 All right, on that note, we'll wrap it up. See you guys in a couple weeks.
1: Bye.